Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, Episode 160. It's August 9th, 2022, and I'm joined by Eric Peterson. Welcome, Eric. Hey, Gavin. How's it going? Doing okay. It's another Tuesday. Getting close into the box, so the weeks are getting a little tighter. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get into it. Let's thank our sponsors first, Auto Solutions. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do this podcast. So they are the makers of Cold Box, Command Box, Forge Box, Test Box, and all of your other boxes out there. And a few ways we can say thanks back to Auto Solutions. The number one way is buy some ITB tickets. Come to the conference in Houston, have a few laughs, learn a lot, hurt your brain, but uh, come away, uh, you know, passioned and inspired to do great, amazing things with ColdFusion, right? That's what I always get out of the conferences. The, the passion that I get out of it at the end is, is pretty cool. What are some other ways they should uh, support Auto Solutions and say thank you? You can like and subscribe to these videos on YouTube star our repos on github listen to this podcast and subscribe thank you sign up for a free or paid account on cfcast which releases new content every week buy something from our awesome box life store or you can get the 102 cold box quick tips and tricks over on gumroad yep and then uh, we obviously want to uh, thank our Patreon supporters because without them, uh, Autos would be footing the bill for all of this. And so thanks to our 37 patrons we have right now, we're actually able to fully fund this podcast and our other Modernize or Die podcast, which is great news. And we're actually 44% of the way through to funding the hosting of Forgebox.io. So the cloud hosting, Docker, S3, all of that stuff that makes it work um, without use patreon supporters orders would be paying all of it and that would leave less money to do other things so we're very grateful for that okay so news and announcements let's get into it the first thing on my list is uh there was a lucy release roadmap put out um by zach and the team and it's kind of cool to see what they're working on what's left and uh what might be coming up very soon so i'm gonna share my screen for those watching but 539, they're working on it right now, and there's just a few regressions that they're trying to get cleaned up. And so they should have a, an RC that would have been last Friday. So um, if they have a release candidate out, it should be very soon. And then 6.0 beta, um, they got a lot of blockers they still need to address, but it's kind of a big rewrite, really. So I'm excited about this one. Have you seen much about that, Eric? I mean, I've been hearing about 6.0 since uh, 2019 and at a cf camp so lots of ideas coming out i'll be interested to see what actually gets into the 6.0 beta yep they've got so a hundred cool things though yeah 158 tickets so far with another 56 pending patches um there's a lot of breaking changes 29 breaking changes to make lucy better um and obviously they're looking for security too and trying to make it compatible with acf um but yeah and then they've also got the 5310 because not everyone's going to go to six, but they are going to try and bring back, you know, um, bug fixes and security fixes to the five point branch to, to keep it alive. But after that, they've got, um, you know, a backlog of bugs for, for 
sort of the future stuff. A lot of it will be based um, with syntax. So they're trying to make it more, you know, more usable, more friendly, and uh, it'll be pretty cool. So I am excited to see it. Sounds like it's getting closer and closer. So hopefully we'll have a announcement from, from them very soon too. So that's pretty big news, I think, there. And then uh, today in Slack, we just got a message from Luis that Wirebox object delegators are now born. Have you seen anything about this yet? Eric is pretty new. Yeah, I have seen some stuff about this. So you'll be able to access this on the bleeding edge of command box or Wirebox uh, up on Forgebox right now. And it's a way to kind of do, if you will, um, mix-ins or to ease the composition headaches of objects. So I've linked to a Notion doc that Luis has written up that will show you the examples. Um, but it's a way to say, hey, this object delegates a lot of these methods to one of its injected properties. And instead of making me wire it up manually, let me put a delegate keyword on it and do it for me, please. Yeah, so no. uh, you can get take a look at it and see how that works. Um, the Notion doc is, is very is it exhaustive. It probably will become the docs if I was guessing. Is that public though? That's my was my question. And I can access it in an incognito window. So yes, okay. it is. Very cool. I posted the Jira one too, just in case. So yeah, it looks pretty cool. Uh, the first I heard about it was yesterday, and it's already there. So that's pretty pretty slick. So it'll be out. Um, yeah, all the tests are being built and everything. It's looking pretty slick. So more things it's to try out. Where if you don't need it that's fine if you need it you're gonna really be excited about it <laughs> yeah for sure okay well next up we have a, a little um sort of announcement from lucy guess they had a few uh last week and that was about re allow reducing a priority of concurrent requests and so apparently this has been in there since like Raylo one for some stuff but i guess you're having uh the giving more control and it's doing more but i thought it was interesting Basically, it's to help with uncoordinated DDoS attacks. So they're trying to make them less effective against Lucy, which is a good thing. But um, some people were responding saying, you know, two interesting things here. Basically, the way Lucy reduces priority of threads running more than 10 seconds, people are like, well, what about long active running threads? Like if they get deprioritized and they're maybe locking things, it could be a blocker or, or whatnot. And so... They're looking at that and taking them into consideration, but uh, apparently, like I said, Raylo has been doing it for a long time with uh, with stuff like that. But it's it's affecting the JVM, not the you know the database query or whatever is taking a long time. But that might be something to to think about if you do have long running requests, because Lucy is deprioritizing de them. Um, so I thought that was interesting. I never heard of that before. So yeah. anyway, just wanted to share that, and it's kind of cool that you know discussing it more and. I really like that, uh, the open source side of uh, Lucy. You know, you learn a lot more about it, the, how things work and everything than uh, Adobe's little black box. But there's definitely good things about black boxes sometimes. And then... Uh, in, case you, yep. in case you missed it, the CF Alive podcast, episode 117, was part three of their Adobe and Lucy roundtable discussion. This time with Charlie Earhart, Gert Franz, Mark Drew, and Ben Nadal. This was talking about future CFML, so all the cool new features coming, uh, performance improvements, engine updates, comparing, contrasting Lucy and Adobe's approaches. So if you haven't, you can go give that one a listen. That's episode 117. 
Yeah, that's pretty cool. The last three roundtables they've had, you know, it's cool to have a panel of people talking about different things and different perspectives and uh, really enjoying listening to some of those. So pretty cool. We have some into the box updates too. So for those um, been listening to the podcast, you know about our pre-conference. We've done a couple of blog posts about it too. But I'm going to share my screen here. If we go down to schedule... You'll now see we have a third tab. So we have this pre-conference, which is Monday the 29th, the 30th, 31st, and then September 1st and 2nd. So you can see we got Ray and Mark and Charlie, Brian Rinaldi, Kai Koenig, Matthew Clemente, Michael Bourne, and we got three more sessions that are going to be announced very shortly. We're just waiting on final confirmations from a from a few big speakers, so we should have that there. And uh, fingers crossed, we might actually have Lucy talking a little bit more about um, the Lucy changes and updates and the releases. So um, again, I won't tell you the other two, but we're working on finalizing that. But so now the schedule is there, so you guys can plan ahead. And then remember, we've got the conference the following week. So day one and day two for the tracks. And then right above, you can see all the awesome workshops there. So um, we're getting pretty close, though. So lots of stuff happening into the box. Um, you know, there are still a few seats left for the workshops. They're so getting pretty close to filling up a couple of them. So don't miss your chance. Uh, go get that at intothebox.org. Okay, next up, we have new releases and updates and this one here i'm going to quickly cover um if you guys are using the image extension and lucy um they just fixed a bug um is image file would basically if you had an invalid image file it wouldn't release the lock that it was using to read it if it was a valid image so if you went to say is valid is image file on say like a cold fusion file it actually locked the file and wouldn't release it so they fixed that bug so hopefully it didn't affect too many people but um that bug has been fixed so good to see that in case you missed it cf config has been updated with support for lucy schedule tasks it already had supported schedule tasks in adobe cold fusion but thanks to a sponsor it now works also in lucy very cool and then we also had Coldbox 6.8.0 released so if you guys are using Coldbox, the new one is out. There's quite a lot of cool stuff in that one. Um, so you will want to check that one out. Um, and quite a few bugs fixes, a few improvements, a couple of new features, and um, a task as well. So lots of cool stuff going in there. This was the, I'm, I'm calling this the async logging release. <laughs> uh, it made it so that we are much more, how do we put it? Before all the logs just went to your standard outer error for async tasks, now it will go to Logbox. So you can use all the power of Logbox to send it where you would like. Very nice. Yep, for sure. Okay. And then uh, quite a few people have been talking about it, and we have a whole slew of blog posts from Adobe about their new Adobe CFML VS Code extension released in public beta. And so you can get that from the marketplace, visualstudio.com. So we'll share that link as well. And then, uh, yeah, so we'll, you'll see all of the cool stuff in the blog, tweets, and video section because Mark Takata has been on a marketing storm. So, okay. So next up we have webinars and workshops. And we actually have one coming up very soon from Audis and it's going to be a team event so we're actually going to try and uh, mix up the format a little bit make it basically a Q&A because it's going to be right before um, 
right before the conference. So it's going to be August 26th, so the, so the week before the pre-conference, we're going to be having an Autis team into the box preview and Q&A. So some of the Autis team from the core are going to just come hang out, answer a few questions, talk about you know what's coming up and some of the things to be aware of and to plan for. And uh, yeah, basically a Q&A from the chat and just anything else you want to know. So uh, we might even have a couple of last minute surprise announcements ready for you there too. So that we will love be, our surprises. Yep. So that's August 26th, 2022 at 11 a.m. Central. So if you guys want to register now, the link is available. And then we have yeah. um, some Adobe workshops coming up, right? On webinars. That's right. We have uh, one on Tuesday, August 9th, which was, is that, that's today? So, yep. It just happened. Yep. Um, probably done by now because that was Australian Eastern Standard Time. Yep. They're uh, a good 12 hours different than us. <laughs> um, uh, next one coming up for Adobe, there is on August 18th, making games with Adobe Cold Fusion. And then we'll, it jumps into September and November for some other workshops. You can get the full list on their website, which we'll include in the show notes. Yep. Um, yeah. The cool thing is they're all free, but that the little list is nice that they're putting it in advance. So, very good to see. So, that wraps up our webinars. CFCast. So, CFCast is uh, our video training resource. We've got lots of great content there, free. Um, we've also got some paid content as well, and a lot of new series have been uh, released recently. So, in addition to our Forgebox Module of the Week clips and our um, VS Code hint, tip, and trick clips from the the podcast itself uh, we've been doing a lot with the logbox 101 series and eric it's been pretty awesome so you've just released episode 11 the async appender that's right it goes over how to make sure that your log doesn't your logging doesn't uh, slow down the rest of your requests very so cool pretty pretty simple to do inside of logbox yep yeah, I really like the, the Logbox series because Logbox is something really powerful, but most people don't know how to use it, and it's something we kind of gloss over, so it's great that it has its own little series there. And got more coming soon, right? So, Yeah, there are three videos left. The next one should drop tomorrow and uh, once a week until it's over. I think. So it will end just before Into the Box. Very cool. And then we got some uh, some more videos coming out from the Forgebox and VS Code snippets from the podcast. I'm working on a new series, Boxifying a third-party library, and you're working on a cold box Elixir one, right? That's right. So, yep, there's lots of great content in there, um, and it'll be coming soon. So keep an eye out on CFCast. And again, if you are not sure if you want to attend Into the Box this year, go check out some of the videos from last year. We've made some of them available for free, so you can just get a free account and then go check them out, and then you'll want to go sign up and, and check the check out the whole conference. This year's going to be awesome, so we hope you'll make it, but we got the little taste test, you know, gateway drug uh, videos up there for you to check out for free. Okay, next up we have conferences. So... First up, we actually have a hackathon that's already started. So apparently now through August 29th, there is a Redis hackathon on the, you know, the dev uh, website. So they partnered up with Redis for a community hackathon and give you a chance to build new application using Redis or simplify a complex backend. So anyone who submits a valid project, um, basically published on dev, will automatically be entered to win a variety of fantastic prizes up to a couple of thousand dollars US. 
Um, and apparently, uh, Div does quite a few of these hackathons for different things, and uh, they're pretty creative, lots of fun. And so, so basically, now through the end of August, if you want to work on some Reddit stuff, post it to the Div, uh, Div two blog, and everything. And yeah, you could be in to win a couple of thousand dollars, which is pretty cool. Nice. Yep. And remember, we have extensions for Redis in Cold Fusion, so you can do that in Cold Fusion. I haven't looked at the rules of what you have to build or how to build it, but sounds like fun. So what All do we right. got next? Yeah, into the box. It is, again, quickly coming. Pre-conference, August 29th through September 2nd. And then the conference with workshops on the 6th and the two days on the 7th and 8th. Yep. Into the box.org. Go get your tickets. And then one month later, if you're still up for more conferences, at the Mirage in Las Vegas, Nevada, CF Summit will be officially having, I think it's... I'm trying to remember the year. I don't remember the year exactly of how many they've had, but it's going to be uh, at their big conference. It's going to be on the 3rd and 4th of October, and their fifth, uh, the fifth is actually going to be uh, Adobe Certified Professional, um, you know, sort of it's basically last day of training and then just testing for their certification after you do 100 hours of videos all on your own um, beforehand. And um, I think that the... The early bird pricing is about to cut off uh, if it hasn't already because um, they had some pretty good deals there. So if you get the pass, you can pay extra and just do the, the third day. Or they can come to a training, right, Eric? All right. On the 5th and 6th, right after Gold Fusion Summit, is the Ortis Gold Fusion Summit training. Holdbox Zero to Mega Hero. The, the whole caboodle. Yep. So this is led by Luis and... Our very own Gavin Pickin here. Yep. Uh, it's seven ninety nine early bird pricing, and it is two days of great training in a luxurious executive hospitality suite. Yep, we've been in these suites before. We really like them. Uh, uh, we had a lot of a lot of fun. It was a great environment. We could hang out before and enjoy, you know, lunches there, and it really was good. And we got a lot of great content for you to to learn and then get your hands on training too. So. Like our normal trainings, we try to make it very hands-on. We have a lot of TAs helping, so um, we're going to try and get as many TAs per, you know, per student as we can and make sure that you guys are keeping up and getting the hands-on experience you need to, when you leave, have an app ready, and then be able to do that when you get back. So uh, we know that's the best way to learn is to, to actually get, get in there and get your hands dirty in the code right away. So it's going to be great. Then later this year, we have Into the Box Latin, and that's um, we've got two dates right now, the December 5th or 7th. We're waiting for a final date, um, but basically start of December, save that, and that's going to be in San Salvador, El Salvador again. And then no CF camp this year, but uh, they're still looking for summer 2023. So uh, we can't, you know, can't wait to get back out there and get to a CF camp. I've never made it, so can't wait for that. And then if you need more conferences, conf.tech have plenty of conferences for you online, in person, whatever language, wherever you want to be. So go get those. Okay. Blogs, tweets, and videos of the week. You want to start us off with the Adobe corner? Yes. As you mentioned, Mark has gone uh, full bore into giving us the lowdown on what the Adobe VS Code extension can do. Talks about, I believe we have ooh, 
four or five blog posts about it. I might be counting wrong there. Um, so we'll just give you those rapid fire talks about the quick fix panel, including VS code, uh, making new components, code refactoring, uh, like renaming symbols. Uh, that would be instead of just the find and replace, which you might be like, Hey, I can already do that. It will analyze your code and say, this is used um, on this place. So like if it's a dot get method, it would say, what component is it being used on? And I'll rename only those ones instead of all of them. Um, code assist, security analyzer, code profiling, um, RDS integration, and the server panel. So lots of features there. Um, it's fun to see what they are supposed to do here in the uh, blog post. I'm still a little bitter because it doesn't work at all, and I'm not getting any support on their support forums. So I'm calling them out here. Like, answer the support forums. There's yeah. a lot of us that this extension does absolutely nothing. Yeah, I know a so. few people have been talking about that in the box Slack, uh, box team Slack channel about, you know, how, how do you get it working with this or that? And we haven't had too many people say it is working for them. So uh, I'm kind of curious if there's just some setting we're missing or maybe we don't have the, you know, the the engines installed the right way or something, or if there's like some setting we're supposed to just sit or whatnot, but, but I know that's, uh, it's been working for months for Mark and everything. So there should be something in there. Um, so we're hoping that they can give us a little quick, you know, suggestion and get up and running. Cause it does look like it's done some pretty cool stuff. Really. I know everyone's been waiting a long time for it. So, yeah. Okay, now we get back to the rest of them, the community corner, <laughs> and we've got some uh, a tweet actually from James Moberg, and I'm going to share the my screen for this one because this looks pretty cool. So he says, uh, "Any ColdFusion developers working with legacy ColdFusion code?" I pretty pretty much think that's a given. Um, he's almost finished developing a CFC that will standardize or modernize tags, functions, and member functions, attributes, operators, and SQL case. And so it basically says no more manual search and replace. And so the image looks like he has a, you know, like a conversion tool, almost like, um, um, basically like the CF script me, which takes some tags and sort of goes to script. So he's actually looking at, um, you know, a way to sort of check your code, analyze it, give you some rules, which I thought was kind of interesting. It sounds like the code checker type stuff, but if it does sort of the fine replace itself, it's kind of interesting. So it's got the original on the left and then the modernized on the right. So, kind of curious, uh, yeah, how it's going to be. One extra thing here is that CF format can do uh, a bit of this, and it taps into CF docs to use the CF docs version of the built-in functions. Interesting. Um, so I, I'd have to look up the exact, you know, configuration that it has in there, but it will take just like he's doing with dollar format and all these different ways and it will format it the way that CF docs has it. And so that's, that's one thing I like to use. Doesn't uh, his, the uh, James is here does more, does more like with the scopes and things like that. Um, but that's also something that's interesting that you can look at is CF format for modernizing and yeah, um, dealing with all the different ways that you've tried to format code over the years. <laughs> yeah. I know James didn't want to do the pretty, you know, the, pretty fire type stuff um so that's why he was working on something like this i've been watching the little thread but he is attempting to follow the order standards so that's kind of cool so we can see how that works and everything um but yeah so 
it'll be be cool to see. And he says he's going to try and share it. So, you know, more tools like this, the better. And, you know, the good thing is with our community, if we can work together, we can just keep on improving and, you know, everyone's life gets better. And that's sort of the goal. So very cool. Thanks for sharing that, James. And uh, yeah, definitely curious how that's going to turn out. So we did have a, a quick blog um, on the Autist blog, basically just our content digest. So every Friday we try and give you like a little blurb of all the bits and pieces we've been doing. So that covers a lot of the stuff we cover on the podcast, but a few other things too, like if there's any other YouTube videos or sometimes we have uh, you know, other you know podcasts that we get featured on and, or other things we do. So that's uh, you know available on the Autist Solutions blog as well. Oh. Yep, sorry, I'll get the link out there for Charlie's asking about that. So, um, but yeah, it's just a it's just a tweet at this point, Charlie. But hopefully, he'll be sharing more of that very soon. And then uh, we'll share the the Autist blog as well for the content digest. Speaking of things that are just teasing us in tweets, Brad has one himself saying uh, that he thinks he's finally cracked the client cert authentication in Coldbox. You know, a huge thing for our government clients says, let me know if you want to help test it. So it's not released yet. And probably is in the bleeding edge if I know Brad. Um, But yeah, lots of fun things coming, but not quite here yet. (laughs) Yep. And then we had uh, another blog from Dan Card. He's got a little series about integrating Coldbox with existing code. And he's up to part four, which is uh, more integration. And so that... um, builds on top of the webinar series. He actually gave, gave one webinar and then right after that, um, it actually had another uh, a follow-up one because there were so many questions about the webinar, which was good. So this one is talking more about, you know, converting and, you know, more integration stuff. So different ways to, to achieve the integration. And there's one more coming up, uh, it should be released tomorrow in that series. So it's been, a, I think five parts total. So good series from Dan on that one. And we already mentioned we have the the Lucy roadmap, so 6.0, 5.3.9, and the 5.3.10 roadmap. So we'll share that link again if you want to read more about it. And then we found another blog post, which was pretty interesting. Uh, Cold Fusion Development Alive and Well says Bang Developers. So that made me think, who is Bang? <laughs> uh, but I'll share my screen for those looking. It's a really good blog post, you know, about Cold Fusion Development being alive and well and some of the history of cold fusion and everything so before you even jumped onto this stuff eric uh, it talks about the different versions of cold fusion sort of like some of the key points um you know and they talked about some of the applications they've built and everything but i thought it was kind of cool that they had the history they're tying into the the stats that brad released not too long ago but you know talked about the allure to macromedia to adobe history here and some of the um, information they pulled from the Wikipedia page, but yeah, so I just thought it was nice sort of like informational marketing type stuff. So if somebody says, you know, why bother doing it or whatever, why bother using cold fusion? Like we have to you know, quite often, uh, argue about that. It was sort of a nice post. So I thought we'd share that one as well. Okay. So next up we have CFML jobs. So how many jobs we got new this week, Eric? We have two new jobs this week. We have a web and data developer at Clinton, New York, or remote. And we have an application developer, temporary, remote here in the United States as well. Yep. Um, there are still 116 cold fusion positions listed on getcfmljobs.com from 62 companies, 55 locations, and five countries. 
Additionally, we have our own job openings here, Order, order Solutions. You can see that at ordersolutions.com slash about dash us slash careers. Yep. Tomorrow's guide is looking for a senior cold fusion developer, a remote UK based job. Um, we have one for. I think it's Hamilton College, I believe. Hamilton College. Yeah, so we sold them. And there is also a jobs channel in the CFML Slack team and the Box Team Slack team. Yep. So lots of great stuff available there. If you're looking, uh, you know, check out those resources. And if you have a job, let us know. We'll try and um, list you here if it's not on the Get CFML Jobs site. And we'll try and get those filled for you. Okay, so next up, we have our Forgebox module of the week. And this is our own new one. I never heard of this one before, but um, we have one called Error Filter. And so this is actually one made by Dan Card, and one of our patrons is actually the one who inspired it. Um, so John Wilson's from Synaptrix. Let me share my screen here. Um, but basically this cold box module allows you to filter error messages to remove unwanted fields and items in the tag context array to reduce noise, make those error items more readable. So basically before you send it off to logbox or whatever, you can actually get an, get an instance of the error filter um, from the module and then um, basically set it through the run method. And then it'll basically strip out a bunch of extra stuff. So a lot of times, um, it's dealing with you know a lot of Java stuff under the covers and things that you don't actually need. You're just looking for the cold fusion pieces. So you can try and track down what the core part of the error is. Um, but yeah, this module just does that. Um, looks like we have a couple. thing that's nice about this is when you're dealing with errors in your application, it's usually not the frameworks you're using, <laughs> right? Especially if you're getting going, you're probably you know maybe you didn't use it right, you didn't call it in the place you need. You just want to see your code and you want to hide everything that TestBox did or everything that ColdBox did and just show me my code that I wrote so I can find the error that, you know, my typo. <laughs> yep. Um, so this is a great uh, way to do that, to filter out kind of the noise when you don't need that. Yeah, so I hadn't actually used that before, but that's going to be installed very very quickly because that's one thing yeah the stack traces are really useful but sometimes you know it's 90 percent noise right so um i hope we can get that integrated into the the whoops error page for cold box oh that'd be nice yeah um because the whoops is trying to be that like hey this is a nice nice way to do it and even if we don't like take out the stack frames we like collapse them and we're like hey there's like 10 framework frames here that you probably don't care about you can click here to expand them yeah that, thing. yeah maybe have like a, a spotlight view of it and then you got the full stack trace if you need to dive deeper or something yeah right yep that sounds pretty cool there you go eric some more work for you to do nope <laughs> I, I am chock full of work right now <laughs> okay well let's jump to vs code because uh so we I think wanted this we wanted this week to highlight they have a new experimental feature in vs code that's like keeps your function at the top of the window as you scroll. Uh, but it, yeah, it does not work really almost at all with CFML code, unfortunately. Um, so I threw one in that's less VS code, more just general uh, command line. It's a Git alias that I use. Um, I use all the time. I <laughs> I saw it as nah, like N-A-H, like nah, I don't want that kind of idea. Um, it's an alias to get reset hard 
and git clean um, any untracked files. So basically, if I'm on the branch and I've done work and I'm like, ah, oh, this is this is garbage, or I need to switch to another branch, and I don't want what it is. I can do git nah, and it just deletes everything, and I can switch to the next branch. <laughs> so. Yeah. And funny, uh, in New Zealand, there's a, a saying, when somebody asks you something and you want to say no, they say, yeah, nah. And then if you actually, <laughs> actually want to say yeah, you say nah, yeah. Like, it's like, we'll just say both of them and just have the most important one <laughs> at the end. The order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's confused the hell out of me last time I was there. But apparently, yeah, people go, yeah, nah. Like, yeah, that's a good idea, but nah, I don't want to do it. So, like, <laughs> that's the first thing I thought of when you say get now. Like, yeah, I kind of want to do it, but no, it's crap. Let's get rid of it. Let's start again. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll include uh, include the code that uh, sets up this alias. It's all built into, like, the get command line. Um, that's still kind of where I do most of my, like, add and commit work. If it's anything more than add and commit, I'm in some sort of GUI. But when it's that, yeah, I'm, I'm usually doing, like, get now and then check out the new branch kind of idea yeah so pretty cool hopefully it helps you too because i don't remember get reset soft versus hard versus get clean yeah all of that so i have a little alias for it oh, apparently daniel has one that does the same thing but it's get rid <laughs> get rid of that nice <laughs> get rid i like yeah. that that's pretty cool too <laughs> so yeah. yeah and you can call yeah. it whatever you'd like so. yeah aliases are cool i like those yeah okay next up we want to thank all of our Patreon supporters, and we actually have a new one in here. Um, Richard Herbert is being added to our list. So, um, what's the the keyword for this week, Eric? Because I know you like to always, you know, give a. These are our inspiring Patreon supporters. There you go. You guys are inspiring. Awesome. Okay, so uh, these individuals are personally supporting our open source initiatives to make great tools like command box, forge box, cold box, test box, and all the other boxes. And uh, obviously, like we said, it helps fund this podcast. It also helps fund the cloud infrastructure that our community relies on for forge box with package management um, through command box and all the hosting and uh, S3 file bills. So that's a, a big help there. And you can support us on patreon.com slash order solutions, but they also get some perks, right? Cause we're not just they taking money for nothing. Awesome perks. So, all Patreon supporters have a special profile badge on our community website, community.ordersolutions.com. Access to their own private forum on that website and a private channel on the Box Team Slack. Additionally, they get live stream access to the Coding with the Kiwi and Friends live stream, which is way fun. Yeah. Uh, additionally, you. anybody who subscribes to the bronze level and up gets a Forgebox Pro and a CFCast subscription as a perk with that Patreon subscription. Yep. It's uh, a lot of cool stuff there. And I think it's my turn to butcher the name. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. So thank you, our Patreon supporters. So thank you, John Wilson from Synaptrix, Jordan Clark, Gary Knight, Mario Rodriguez, Giancarlo Gomez, David Bellinger, Dan Card, Jonathan Perret, Jeffrey McGee with Sunstar Media, Dean Monda, Will DeBruin, Sorry, Vildebrun, Joseph Lamery, Don Bellamy, Jan Yannick, Laxma Tadahadi, Brian Gillinelli, Calvin Stanton, Jeremy Adams, Tadilis Nicky, Matthew Clemente, Daniel Garcia, Scott Steinbeck with Agri Tracking Systems, Ben Adele, Richard Herbert, Brett DeLine, Kai Koenig, Charlie Earhart, Jason Dager, Sean Oden, Matthew Darby, Ross Phillips, Ed 
Gado Cabezas, Patrick Flynn, Stephanie Mondi, Kevin Wright, John Wish, and Peter and Mary. So thank you, all of you. You guys are great. And again, without you, we wouldn't be able to do all the cool things we're doing. And so we really appreciate it. And if you go to autosolutions.com slash about slash sponsors, you can see the full list there. And some of them even have pretty little pictures. So, well, another busy week. Uh, three weeks and counting, is it? Yeah. Into the box. We're excited. Yeah. Time is ticking. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see you guys there, at least in the pre-conference, hopefully at some of the workshops and the conference as well. But, uh, yeah, Until then, don't forget. Back to the grind. Yep. Have a good one, everybody, and we'll see you next week. See ya. Thanks, everybody. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Bluetree Audio.